Welcome out to the Bulls and the Bears. This is Aaron Warby, and I am here with the ever-present, ever-lovely Tarina Warby. Hello out there. I really like that introduction. <laughs> Thank you. It's a little bit different. Well, good. Yeah, so today we're going to talk about um, about the markets. Mm-hmm. I am going to be the bear, and that leaves Tarina with all the bull. <laughs> now, the markets have been bearish lately, and that's why they I'm They have. I was kind of bummed when you said that. I was like, actually, I'm kind of bearish. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are, because... The markets are, be- are bearish. All right. Now, that doesn't mean that... No, my trade. I'm bullish on. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> so it just depends on what you're in. <laughs> That's right. Well, in, in every trade, you're bullish. Otherwise, you wouldn't get into the trade. But that doesn't mean that you're that you're acting bullish in the trade. All right. So in yeah. many of the trade, Yeah. In everything that you do, every trade, every investment, um, the idea is to make your money make money. Right. All right. But in order to do that, you don't necessarily have to have the instrument that you're in going up. You have to be positioned the right way. Okay? Correct. Correct. Uh, so, so you you're you're bullish in your position, but that doesn't mean that that you're expecting it to go up. Now, in your particular instrument, um, it is going up. It is going up. Um, yeah. There's one of the trades I'm in. Uh, it's a it's an investment trade, and so it's it's more of a strategic move that I'm making, and I'm capturing dividends, and it's not as up as as I want it to be, but I'm capturing the dividends, and it hasn't gone below the dividend, so I'm like, yeah. eh, I'm still good, but um, but the other one that I'm in, like I was, I'm happy with, I'm happy where where it ended today. I'm well, happy. good. Yeah, I'm sure it will go down next week, but you know, are you doing today, you're doing a swing trade on this? I'm time. doing a swing trade and I shouldn't, I was kind of busy today. So I didn't like get out of the trade. I was talking to someone who's like, I knew I should have like one of, one of the people taking our three day course, he was like, I knew I should have gotten out of that, this trade, but you know, I was, I was, I was, I was listening to options and I kind of, I wasn't there right then, you know, like some people options, they get really excited about, right. And he was like, I was not excited about options, you know, kind of fall asleep and stuff. He's all excited about futures, you know, and stuff. Yeah. And, and so he goes, and then I missed the time to get out of the trade. And, and I was thinking, as he was talking, I was like, oh crap, what time is it? And I was like, oh, I didn't, I didn't get out of that trade because I was talking to students today and I lost track of time. And so once again, sometimes if you know, you're going to have a busy day, you should just, you know, say at this time, set an alarm, get out of your trade before the end of the the market, you know, closes for Friday because now I'm risk for for, a couple of days for gap loss (laughs) (laughs) because I'm in the stock market on this trade. And I was like, oh, I'm gap. I'm, I'm risking it. And so hopefully I, I gave my, hopefully it doesn't go below my stop, but if it does, I, I'm fine with if I lost money or yeah. not, but it was just one of those funny things where he was talking to us and I was like, ah, oh, crap. I wasn't focused on my trade. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're going to oh talk goodness. about, yeah, we're going to talk about some of the factors that might lead to gaps, um, in just a minute. But I, I did want to comment on something you said, you know, because, uh, you talked about people that, um, were coming in on options trades mm-hmm. It never ceases to amaze me how many people mm-hmm. out there are into options that have absolutely no idea what they're doing. Yes. You know, um, they've heard that options is, is a way to, uh, uh, you know, to get things moving a little bit faster. Because if you're in the stock market, it moves, but it moves kind of slow. Mm-hmm. If you're in the options, it moves 10 times faster. And that's what people want. You know, we're mm-hmm. in a generation, um, time period uh, where 
where people just want things, they want it and they want it right now, which means, yeah, it, you know, I want to make a million dollars today, not over a lifetime, today. But here's the so. problem with that. As you say, I want it right now. I'm thinking of the girl in Willy Wonka Chocolate Factory, you know, not the newer version. Was it 1970s or 1980s? The ones that scare <laughs> with, everybody. With Gene, what's with, his name? Yeah, yeah, Gene. Oh, I can't remember. Anyways, so and the girl blows up into this blueberry, and they have to pop her, you know, and drain the juice and stuff. But she's like, I want to know. I want to know. Oh, I thought that was the rich girl that went down the that is the, the egg ri- tunnel. No, that's the rich girl. No, the rich girl I thought the blueberry she, was with the gum. Oh, it was with the gum. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Okay. No, I know my Willy Wonka. Well, she got it, sucked up. She went she, down the tunnel yeah. or something and it was... She went down the egg polishing or it, rejected egg polishing. Re, yeah, she was a bad that's egg. Right, bad egg. That's right. So, <laughs> okay. Well, doggone it. Well, that girl who was... Well, I was thinking of that song, but then I was seeing the blueberry. So the other girl, she was just greedy and she got, you know, so you got to be careful about being greedy in the stock market. Pigs get slaughtered. That's so, right. And if so you don't know you what you're doing. you want to move fast. You know, if you don't know what you're doing, it can cut both ways. Well, yeah. So Warren Buffett, when he was asked about risk, he's got two quotes out there and you might want to look them up. He said, risk is not knowing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you don't know what you're doing, you're taking an awful lot of risk. Yeah, it right? is. Very risky. Uh, number two, risk is what you don't control. Well, if you don't know what you're doing, you have no idea how to control it. Yes. So, you know, again, you're just taking some massive control or you're taking massive risk if you don't know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, options can be can be challenging to understand because there's just a lot to them. There is. But once you once you actually learn how to trade options and you understand the movements and the stuff in the Vegas it becomes and the things, much easier to understand. The deltas, yeah. Then it's much not much easier to understand and stuff. I have taken options. Did I stay on top of it after I took that class? No. Do I trade options? No, because I would get myself into a world of hurt. And so, so when people are like, well, Trina, you took the classes, you should be trading options. I'm like, I should be, but I didn't practice after I took the class. And I therefore do not feel safe trading options. And and most of our students, you know, come in and, and to get them going, they'll typically see that that futures is much easier to understand yes um forex is much easier to understand Mm -hmm. and and therefore they are more comfortable trading that so we have a lot of futures and forex students um you know not as many options students until they've been trading for a little while and then things start making sense yes and they're able to build that line upon line until they get to you know into uh, where they can see how options actually work Yes. And the value of it. Now, options are very powerful, and especially for wealth protection, protection and wealth building. Yeah. All right. Um, but for the income, I'm more a fan of the futures and Forex. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, didn't yes, want to get into all on. that. We need to move on. Sorry. Okay? I make you digress. Oh, no. I digress, and then fine. you try to like round it back. You guys don't <laughs> see this, and maybe we should get a camera here. But his eyes kind of get big at me, and then and Aaron, Aaron never gets upset, but like he just kind of gets big. Like, okay, we got to round this back towards the conversation. Okay, We're, and we are going to we we're going to bring it right back. Right okay, because you know I want to talk a sure? little bit more about the economy. <laughs> yes, I'm, I'm I'm very sure we're going to talk yeah. more about the economy. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. No, no, don't go to sleep just yet. Okay. This oh my is gosh, be I was exciting. about to say snooze fast. <laughs> but it is exciting. We need to know these things. Yeah. So, so, you know, I'm, I'm often asked what I think is going to happen in the markets. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. And the other thing, you know, they're, they're asking, where are they going from here? Is it going mm-hmm. up? Is it going down? Now, that depends on which side of me you're talking to. Okay. If you're talking to the trader side of me, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, who cares? Right. You know, I don't care whether it's going up or down. There's, there's uh, opportunity both ways. So Definitely. who cares? Now, yeah. if you're talking to the economist side of me, <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm a perpetual down. bear. Yeah. Well, not perpetual, but I, I have been a bear for the last couple of years. Yes, you have. Okay. And it's and, been at all time highs. And yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I was, I was, I wasn't a bear until, until, um, after March of, of 2020. When they started printing all the money. When they started printing all of the money and immediately I got a little bit concerned. Now the market did keep going up. It did. All right. And so it, it took another, and took another 10 months, uh, for it to actually make, you know, do what it was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Um, it w- it took 10 months to see, uh, the inflationary pressures and then admit to inflation. And then they raised rates and the market started diving. All right. I think now it took th- even longer than that because it was two- 2022 and they started raising rates, right? In the early 2022 or in 2023. Mm-hmm. Y- yeah. Yeah. No, you you're right. They started raising rates in, in 2022. So, um, I started getting bearish when they started printing the money in 2020 and I was warning everybody, Hey, we're, we're going to be in for, for a drop. And you're exactly right. You know, yeah. it went a whole year and, uh, and 10 months before, yeah. before it started dropping in earnest, Yeah, but we were making all time highs. Now that doesn't mean if you start getting bearish that you should be out of the market. No. It means that you start should start looking for protection or being wary, doing a lot more checking. Looking for your options. Like, so if you see a chart, if you're trading, mm-hmm. if you're a trader, then you should be looking at the chart and be like, which direction is it going? Yeah. Or and you could just cover yourself with protective puts. And right? you could do that if you're in long term. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and now, the, the, what, the factors that I was looking at then, I'm still looking at now. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so some of the factors, I'm going to say that the market ultimately should be down. Yes. In fact, if you talk to economists, most of them are going to say, I have no idea what's holding it up right now. Yeah, there's All a right? lot. Well, what was it? One time we were we were talking to someone from Canada and they're like, why hasn't your market gone down? And this was six months ago. Yeah. And he was just like, we're here in Canada. We're just waiting for your market to drop <laughs> like everybody else is. Like, why is your market still up? Yeah, well, we're the United States and, and uh, we don't. You know, we're the last one to drop. We're positive really all the time. Down. Yeah. Really? But but that's always happened. Um, if if the United States sneezes, everybody else gets a cold. Right. Um, and so we've sneezed. Mm-hmm. And everybody else has got the cold. But we are going to come down with the cold. It might that, be that pneumonia. Really is, you know, kind of what's going on. At least at least we should. Okay. Now, so let me look at, let's look at the factors. Number one, rates are higher and rates kill liquidity. Companies run on liquidity. Stocks are the ownership of companies and they should reflect how the companies, um, you know, Doing. the economies of the companies. So if the rates are going to go up and the companies are going to not do as well, then the stock price should go down. That's not what we have seen this year. That's what should happen. All right. Yeah. But oftentimes what does happen and what should happen is a delayed reaction. Okay. And so we're still waiting for this to happen. And, you know, the, the thing is, is when you're looking at the economies, what you've got to, 
you've got to look at it like Forrest Gump. Okay. Life is like a box. Of, no, that's not the, that's, that's the wrong accent. <laughs> I was like, life is like a box of chocolates. No, you it's, can't do I'm it. I'm not going to even try and do it. Okay. Life but is life, like a box of chocolates. There you go. Something like that. Yeah. Get <laughs> you into never your know what you're going to get. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Mama said. There you yeah. go. Now you got it. Sometimes you just need to hear it and then you can get it. Yeah. Forrest, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. That's right. Anyway, life that. is like a box of chocolates and you never know what you're going to get. And so, you know, here we are and some things have happened, but there are so many things that affect the economy. And one of the things that affects the economy is sentiment. And the sentiment among those that are in the markets. Now, back Back when more professional, there were more professionals in the market and fewer retail folks in the markets, then things reacted a little bit faster. Rates went up and we immediately saw the, see the dive, right? Mm-hmm. But now that a lot of people that are in the markets have no idea that it should go down when the rates go up, there's going to be a delayed reaction, okay? Mm-hmm. And if the people don't understand what they're looking at when the quarterly reports come out and things like that, then the company's stock positions aren't going to be as as affected as they should be. And that's kind of what we're looking at right now, okay? But rates ultimately kill liquidities. Mm-hmm. And, and companies run on liquidity. So if the rates have been high, then we shouldn't see the stock prices as high. We should see it start to go lower because this is going to really hurt their bottom line, the profitability of the company. Right. But people trade on sentiment, like who's the cool kid on the block now? Well, look at Joey. He's super hot. Look at Sarah. (laughs) She's amazing. She's cool. Yeah. So she wears all the cool clothes. If you look like that in the stock market. Yeah. And and, and you're exactly right. That's exactly what's happened because there's only about five companies Mm -hmm. that have been propping the markets up. Mm-hmm. All right. And lately, those five companies have been dropping, and I expect it to keep dropping, be- not only because of the rates, um, you know, but because we're going to start seeing some of the zombie companies fail. Yeah. And that's going to start scaring even the rail- retail people. Yeah. Okay. Um, but inflate. Now, when I say zombie companies, let me define that really fast. Okay. A zombie is the walking dead. Yeah. And when I say zombie, what I'm talking about is is a company that's far enough in debt that it doesn't matter how much they make, they don't have enough to pay their debt. They're just waiting for that farmer to come out and shoot them up yep. and stuff and so like the, in the yeah. movies, you know, and then they're they're really toast. They're done now. Right. So the first bad thing that happens mm-hmm. and they die. Yeah. Okay. And we've got lots and lots of companies in that. We've had 54% jump in corporate uh, bankruptcies mm-hmm. over the last quarter. Yeah. Now that's mostly in the smaller companies, but it's going to start affecting the larger companies. Believe it or not, that's not actually a bad thing um, unless you're one of the companies. Or of you're course. an employee of the company. Or you're an employee of the company. But uh, ultimately what's going to happen is some companies are going to fail and the, the, sh- the market share. Yes is going to flow to the companies still alive and make those companies stronger. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what the key is for investors is to know the difference between a zombie company and and a healthy company. Yeah. Okay. And we can see that this happened. Who was that investor who, um, when everything took a dive, he's like, these are the companies I'm going into, right? Mm-hmm. And they were not zombie companies. And then everybody flocked to investing them. And then one of them became a zombie company. Mm-hmm. And and is dying like you have bed bath and beyond they had to declare 
They're like in a well, bad place right now. That was kind now. of me, right? Yeah. So back in you March said of that, 2020, and then another guy came out and said it. So I was like, "Oh, in the mouth of two or three. But yeah, like you were like Bed Bath and Beyond. It's a goodbye. Well, and it stuff. was. It was. It, it was, was. in March of, two, of of 2020. They had cash on hand. Yeah. All right, and they went down. They sunk down. I think to three dollars and fifty cents. Mm-hmm. And just like you know, I said, "Hey, this is a great buy." And yeah, then it went back up to twenty dollars, twenty five dollars, something like that. Yeah. But when it got back up to $25, they had been in debt enough because n- people weren't leaving weren't their buying. house, right? They, yeah. they weren't buying. And now I'm looking at their debt saying, oh, no, zombie company, time to get out. And sure enough, they're declaring bankruptcy and, right. you know, bad things are happening now. Right. All right. And I could call that because I can read their numbers. I've been... It's important to have I've some understanding trained. of fundamentals to do that. That's yeah. why sometimes I'll... I'll so... We joke around that sometimes I, I don't listen to Aaron when he's like, you should do this, you should do that. But actually, when he's talking about fundamentals with the company and there's been like a no diving, he's like, these are the companies that you should invest in. I always listen to him and I start looking at those companies yeah. and seeing what they do and seeing. Sometimes I don't take the trades. Sometimes I do. But like, I, I really value that. Like as a team trading, like, because like I knew how to trade the chart for a long time and he was more of a fundamentalist. Mm-hmm. And then, and he... And then when he was learning the technical analysis, he go, now look at my chart. Am I doing this right? And sometimes I'd be like, no. And then other times I say, yeah, yeah, you're doing it spot on. Yeah. It didn't take you long to learn, but that, but it was just, it's just one of those things. So like, I do feel like understanding fundamentals is really important in a bearish market. Yeah. And having both at your command is very important. Yeah. And right. that, I mean, and you learn those fundamentals in strategic investor, if I'm correct. Right. Yeah. And that's one of our classes that, um, teaches you how to protect your wealth mm-hmm. and stuff. If you protect it, and grow wealth, no matter what the market does. Yeah. And that's the purpose of the class. And what would you say? Like, sometimes I have questions and people will say, well, how much, how much like assets do I, should I have to be able to take strategic investor and to be able to protect my wealth? And, well, I, uh, and I don't know. I mean, that's a question for the person, but what yes. would you say? What would be an estimate where like strategic investor would be an av- advantageous to a person to take? I think it's advantageous for everybody. To take. Yeah. It's advantageous for high schoolers with nothing. Understanding how to, to start doing it, um, from day one is very important. It's However, uh, by the time you get into the, you know, let's, let's look at it this way. Okay. When you're doing strategic investor, um, let's just kind of call it insurance, house insurance. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, so at what point is something that you have valuable enough that you want to insure it? All right. So here you've got okay. a $30,000 car and it's valuable enough to you that you've decided to insure it. Yeah. You've got a house, $400,000, uh-huh. $500,000. And hey, I don't want anything to happen to it. I'm going to insure it. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. All right, but you've got a couple hundred grand riding along in the stock market and you've decided not to insure it. What kind of what kind of sense does that make? Yeah. Yeah. So, whether it's a 401k or what, you know, it's it's valuable to protect. In fact, most of the people um that end up taking that class are are people that got really just burned in 2008. Right? Yeah. And now they're looking and saying, well, I, I can't, I can't afford another 2008. And so, and so I better do something about it. But we've got a whole generation. 2008 was a long time ago. And a lot of our, our population just wasn't around for it. It was too young at the time to, to, for it to have any impact, real impact, um, on their wallet. Okay. Uh, but if you, 
we're trying to retire anywhere in between, uh, what is it, 2000 and 2013, 14, something oh, like that. Gee, you were so screwed. Yeah, you, you were just in a world of hurt. Oh, yeah. I still okay. remember the nurse who was like, oh, my gosh, I have to work another 10 years. And that mm-hmm. was in uh, 2000, I think, when she said that. She was just, or And she was wrong. Yeah, she, she had to work another 15 years. Yeah. She yeah. she wasn't always the nicest person. So I'm like, <laughs> that sucks. Because <laughs> I didn't know I was thinking keep working. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, she was really, she was amazing at her job. But sometimes she was, she kind of got a little grumpy. Everybody wanted her to retire. Is that no, what you're saying? No, no. <laughs> Anyways, I digress. Okay. But I felt really okay. bad for her. I thought, oh, that sucks. So the, those are just things where, where they saw half of their money just go down. And they were like, what the? Oh, great. Right. You know? It was just terrible. Right. Okay. So factor number one, rates kill liquidity. Companies run on liquidity. When rates go up, liquidity dies. And so, you know, we're, we're going to see that again. So what we've got going on right now, and the market has not taken the dive, but like Forrest Gump says, stupid is as stupid does. All right. <laughs> we've got people that have no idea what they're doing, but keep putting money into the market and keep propping this thing up. Yeah. That doesn't mean it's going to stay forever. So let's go on to factor number two. Okay. Inflation is getting getting to consumers. And how we know that it's getting to consumers is we're watching the personal debt level and the personal debt limits, personal debt levels are keep going up. Yeah, we're one tri- trillion in personal debt. Mm, yeah, one point two in trillion in personal debt. Jeez. That's higher than it's ever been before, and we're reaching debt limits for most, you know, for a lot of people. Yeah. So credit card limits are being reached. When that happens, then people stop spending. Yeah. When people stop spending, retailers and companies out there that count on consumer spending, yeah, don't get consumer money. Yeah. And, and that's going to be reflected in their stock price eventually. It is. It's so okay. funny because so I read the title of that section, Inflation is Getting to Consumers. Uh-huh. I don't think you could hear me with your um, Marine Corps hearing. <laughs> so, <laughs> what, were you rolling your eyes? Audibly? No, I was talking and you kept saying <laughs> it. And I was like, I don't think you realize that I'm saying it. So if you guys are like, what the heck are they saying? It was inflation is getting to consumers. Okay. Next bullet point. Yes. Yes. All right. Next bullet point. Markets fall when people sell, okay? And now I put that in. Now, that's a no-brainer. Everybody knows that. But they're saying, why do you think people are going to sell? Okay, well, so here's what's going on. In October, as of October 1st, people have to start paying on student loans again. Yeah. All right, and we've got a whole mess of of, uh, millennials out there that have been, for the last several years, have been putting money into the markets instead of paying off the um, the student debt. Really? Yes. And that's been easy to see in the numbers, okay? And especially in the Robin Hood numbers. Uh, Millennials love Robin Hood. All right? Um, so as Robin Hood accounts have climbed, then, you know, the, uh, the average age in there is millennial. And the mm. average age of the student loan is also millennial. Mm. And so, um, you know, they've been putting money in. Now that they have to pay it back and their credit cards are maxed out because those two numbers go together, mm-hmm. right? What are they going to do and where are they going to get the money? I don't know, work more hours? Well, they could. But even if they don't get the money out of the stock market, even if they don't liquidate what they've got in the stock market, then they do stop putting money towards the stop stock market. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh, so then... Yeah, so now... Course. 
where we used to have more buyers than sellers, all of a sudden that balance is being skewed more towards the sellers. Mm -hmm. All right. Now, if I were guessing when the markets would start to start a slow grind, I don't expect a dive. Mm -hmm. I don't expect that until we have an overwhelming number of of bankruptcies, okay, Mm -hmm. or something like that. It becomes very clear that we're in a, that we're really in a mess. All right. Which I don't expect to happen right away. But all of this is happening starting in October. So you say, why not September? Well, too many things are coming together in October. Um, and one of those is the possible government shutdown. This has been in the news lately, okay? Yeah, they're even talking about more lately. Yep. And in fact, our last little drop that we took back in, in August was due to um, the fear about this market uh, or about this government, this government shutdown. shutdown. Remember, our credit rating, the United States credit rating was downgraded. Yes. And it was listed as, hey, you, you guys are, you know, you, you keep going into more debt and you're not agreeing on how the money is going to get spent. The government might shut down. We're downgrading you, mm. right? Well, here we are. The government is not agreeing on this. The debt ceiling is coming up and it doesn't matter which way it goes. Mm-hmm. All right. Neither scenario is good. All right. Credit limits are being reached for the government. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're already well over. I was I was showing you a little bit earlier what our what our debt was. Yeah. Right? We're now at thirty three trillion dollars in debt. That means that for every United States citizen out there, in order to pay that off, they would have to come up with five hundred and seventy seven thousand dollars. <laughs> For the one percent, right. that yes. might be possible. No, not the one percent. The one percent of the one percent. Yes, thirty-three trillion dollars is one hundred and twenty-nine percent of GDP. Meaning that if they took every dollar made in the United States for the whole year, it would not pay off the national debt. All right, the taxes aren't keeping up with with the interest alone. Okay, yeah. and what that means, what that means is, is that. No matter what we do, we are now going to initiate more debt in the future. All right. Now, there's a faction of the government that says we need to really limit this. Let's knock off some of those government programs, save some money. All mm-hmm. right. Um, they, none of them want to talk about raising taxes, mm-hmm. and especially when we have high inflation. Mm-hmm. But that means that we're going to keep going into debt. All right. So as we start approaching that government shutdown, there's a large possibility that we might have another credit downgrade, mm-hmm. which means that the market is going to react like it did last time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Or at least that's what will likely happen. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, but if they start raising the debt limit, then we know that they're going to keep printing money. They have to. That's the very definition of raising the credit limit is they're going to look at the central bank and say, print some more money and give it to me. Every time they print more money, then we know that there's more inflation in the future. This mm. is a self-licking ice cream cone, all right? It, it's just a perpetual in one out, inside, in one side out the other, mm. all right? And inflation isn't good because obviously the Fed wants to, uh, wants to fight that. That means rates stay higher for longer, mm-hmm. all right? And rates, not that great for businesses. So... If I were guessing, I would say October, but hey, I've been wrong before for a long time. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I think it's going to drop. Well, I don't know what's propping it up right now, but it's probably burr. going down. 
first surprise has taken this long. And he's like, well, I've oh, been yeah. wrong before. Whatever. You know, I mean, like. You're, you're talking about Michael Burry. Michael Burry. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Warren Buffett. He's been wrong for as long as I have. He's building up cash. Yeah. Right. I don't know. I mean, I think they take trades and stuff, but they're slowly coming on the markets and things. Yeah. So as an investor, I have no idea why the market hasn't already dropped. Um, and, and this is astounding, but that that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be, you should be hiding right now. All right. It doesn't mean you should be pulling out of the market. What it means is that you need to learn the insurance markets. All right. You need to learn how to grow with the protection of puts. Mm-hmm. You need to grow with the protection of insurance products. And if you don't Which understand. Like options yeah. and stuff. Exactly. So yeah, if you don't understand that, then guess what? We teach it. Come on in. Let's yes. learn about it. It was so funny. I had someone call up and today and they were, what was it? Yesterday I had a guy call up and he goes, okay, let's cut the crap. Let's not, I don't, I'm a salesman and I just want to talk turkey and about your classes that you offer. I'm like, all right, let's cut the crap. I'll tell you. And so he's like, boy, you, you did. This is different. And he was like totally perplexed. I'm like, I'm not here to... I, yeah, we're, we're, we're education. That's, that's <laughs> This is what I'm here for. And then I had another guy call up and he was like, what do you guys teach? Because I've been doing options, but I don't know what I'm doing, you know? And he was doing fine in it. And, and I said, well, we teach options. And I went into everything. He goes, boy, you, you really know what you're doing. Are you an instructor? I'm like, no, I'm student support. I can't be an instructor yet. But like, it was funny. And then he hung up and he called back and he said, oh my gosh, I just talked to my buddy that I worked with for years. He's one of your students and he loves your program and I, he loves your stuff. And I was like, well, great. I just talked to him yesterday. <laughs> and I just thought it was funny. I was helping him out with something. But it was just it was just one of those funny things. That's right. I don't know why I'm going. So guess what? We teach, we teach you those things. We teach things. all of that. Yeah. We teach, we teach all wealth. Those we teach trading. Yeah. We teach so if you all. want income, yeah. income trading, we teach that. You know, we can't, we cannot assure you that you're going to be this amazing trader, you know, and, and live off of it. We can teach you all the strategies. Well, it's up to yeah, you. We don't do it for you. And so we can't make any guarantees. Well, we'll we're teach you how to the read buttons. the charts. Yeah. We're we'll, not, we'll teach it, you, we teach you how to fish and we expect you to fish. Yeah. That's really where it is. And that's what I told one of the guy that called up yesterday. And I think today that there are two different gentlemen. And I said, um, my job I, is for you to learn how to trade on your own independently and not have to, I don't want you to have to always be watching YouTube and stuff. And we have student support here. You don't understand what you're doing. Come in. I mean, we have for our students, we actually are doing uh, tutoring Tuesdays mm-hmm. for people because sometimes people won't call in. They just won't call in and be like, I'm struggling. Right. And so we have these tutoring Tuesdays like, you know, during the month or a couple of times during the month. And I, we sent out an email and it was filled by the end of today, like the class was filled and, um, and it was amazing to me. And, and so I reached out to a couple of other students. I said, look, you want to meet on over zoom during this time. I can't because I have people coming into the center, but I can meet with you on a different night so we can go over your trades because it is, it's the most important thing to me that you guys understand how to build a trade and build it properly and to mitigate your risk. Yes. And, and, and that's what I want right for my area. students and be in at the right area and get out at the right area. That's right. And so that, that's just, that's just, cla- I just love that about this school is it's about the students. Yes. Yeah. We love our students. We want them to do well. So, you know, um, and if you're not a student, well, come by and at least check us out. Yeah. Check okay? us out. I mean, and they even have online support too. So like, mm-hmm. That's what you need. You know, they have, they have that, but we're yep. here. And we've got in-person classes. We've got online classes. All right. Uh, and, and so really it, 
it can fit anybody. It, it really but can. If you want to learn how to do this, come on in. We're going to, you know, let, let's see what we can do. Let's see if this is for you. Let's see if this is a fit for you. And right. If, if you're listening you to this program, you're already interested. I mean, you wouldn't have pulled up a podcast named The Bulls and the Bears yeah. if you weren't interested in trading or investing. Totally, totally. Right. Well, I love that when people say, hey, Aaron, how long will how long will it take to get inflation under control? <laughs> and <laughs> I'm like, mm, nobody knows. If you well, looked at Powell's face today, mm-hmm. like, I don't believe one word where you're saying, well, it's starting to get under control. And I was all, that's not what your face is saying. I mean, he's like, but we're still going to have to raise rates. Someone said, what do you think? Is this the baseline where we're going to be out? And he's like, no, it's not definitely going to be. At the, this is not the base. I don't think this is the baseline. And I was like, and then all of a sudden, like the market was going up. And then all of a sudden you saw the market go. Like it was going up and down and it was going up now. And then all of a sudden it went, do, 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 do. And it went down <laughs> and it just kept going down. Nobody believed like, him. Nobody yeah. believed him. Everyone's like, all right. Yeah. Powell will often, you know, he, he tries to telegraph things, but he often his prepared comments mm-hmm. are, are really good. But when during the question and answer, he pretty much tells it how it uh, is. Yeah. He, he just can't help himself. Yeah. And so, you He's know, like, when we try and really, me, we're getting to that hard landing part. And the guy's like, well, are we at the baseline? And he's like, uh, no. no, like basically said, no, he's like, well, we're at a good baseline, but do we it'd probably have to go down more? And I was like, oh, you yep. go up more with interest rates. So, okay, yes. Yeah. The interest rates, he's going to keep raising interest rates because he does want inflation to go down, but he's going to have his work cut out for him because as long as the government is going further into debt, that means more money is being printed. More money printed means that if there are more dollars on the street, but the same demand, it's less valuable. Yeah. That's the very definition of inflation. And I think what's also interesting when you said October, you're thinking October is that like, he's also going to, he's also going to make an announcement then. And he said he wasn't raising rates right now. So he probably is going to raise rates then or around November, or maybe yeah. they'll just wait until after the holidays. They're like, let's give everybody a break. Everybody can enjoy Christmas. No, oh, I don't think January. it's going to go that long. He's talking about another one this year. That's what I thought. Yeah. So I was thinking maybe October or November would probably yeah, be Yeah, we've got time. a lot going on in October that really should should knock it down. But hey, it only goes down when collectively people say, all right, it's, uh, you know, this is bad and I'm getting out. Mm-hmm. That, that's what knocks it down. All right. Um, but, but what does inflation mean? I just want to list two things. Okay. All right. Um, number one, what inflation means is it's going to be harder to retire. Yep. Uh, really. I mean, if everything is costing 20% more by the time you retire, 30% more, mm-hmm. then the retirement that, you currently, that you're currently working on thinking that is going to be enough for retirement is 30% too low mm-hmm. because it is eaten away on your buying power. It mm-hmm. hasn't eaten away maybe on your retirement, although with the markets going down, you probably are seeing a hit there. Mm-hmm. Right. But the markets go down, the markets go up. That might be restored, but dollar for dollar, you're not buying as much. So you need 30% more. And yeah. it's going to take that extra 30 to get there so it's harder to retire. And this means it's going to be harder to stay retired for those that are either retired or looking at retirement. Well, I also think it means people have less expendable income. So they're mm-hmm. not doing all the super fun things. So like like people are saying, oh, you know why people aren't going to Disney World? It's because uh, there's more tornadoes and there, there's more hurricanes or there's more like, uh, oh, what is it? Like weather problems. And I'm not discounting that. I'm not discounting yeah. that. But part of me is like, 
I think it's because of inflation. People are like, I can't afford it. And I, I'd like $200 a ticket or $250 a ticket or $350 a ticket to go take my kids. And I got to pay for hotel and food and things at their at their amusement yeah. park. I can't and afford that. I'm already that running skinny because I'm already running skinny. Yeah, because food is 20% more, more. Ex- yeah. uh, expensive than it used to be. Yeah. And so I'm like, maybe we should be checking the grocery store or the clothing stores and checking those prices and saying, this is why people can't because they're going to cut back on non-essentials. Mm-hmm. And you watch it. And then they're saying, oh, all the streaming things, people are getting yeah. out of it. And I'm all, that's not essential. You don't need that streaming. Yeah. And so they're going to turn to YouTube more and free access TV than they are going to be turning to Disney plus or, or Paramount pictures or whatever that they have, you know, they're going to go to the free stuff. They're like, I can wait for Amazon to show it in like a year. Right. Well, and all of a sudden I'm getting ads in the email saying, Hey, do you want to learn how to cut off all of your non-essential, uh, you know, um, bills, well, apps, the apps apps that charge you the, Every the month, little fees, whatever. yeah, yeah, the little fees. Hey, do you want to do that? I and have so, an app for that. <laughs> yeah, they're selling an app for that. That's exactly yeah. right. Yeah, um, but uh, you know, if that's hitting the general public, then you know that that's probably going to be something that affects the future. And so, mm-hmm. if you're invested in things like yeah. Trina said, in those kind of things, uh, then that's probably going to show up sooner or later. That's a leading indicator to uh, to what might happen. All right, but where to put your money? Well, if you don't want to do it right, you're just looking for a stock tip, at least start looking at the essentials like Trina said. Yeah. Okay. So people say, well, what companies are going to um, beat inflation? None, but there are going to be some that weather it better. Okay. So places like Walmart that sell the essentials, places like Costco that sell the essentials. Or the people that like stock those places. They are not going to be... Um, cutting back on the essentials because uh, at least not much more than they, mm-hmm. they already have. They might go to uh, the off brands more and we've seen that in the reports, yeah. but cutting out the essentials, probably not. So might be an area for you to look, but otherwise, if you just want to do better because you need to, you need to do 30% better yeah. to make up for that inflation in the future. Come and learn how to trade and invest. Okay. Definitely. We've got free classes, free, free classes, they're only three hours, but you'll get the general idea of how it works. If you want to take other classes from there, we have other classes. Those aren't free, but it's worth it. All right. So at least come in and check it out. That's a lot of really good information in three hours. Yep. All right. You want to register for that class? Just uh, go to our website. It's www.tradingacademy.com. Mm-hmm. Again, that's www.tradingacademy.com. You'll see that if you're in the right area, there's in-person classes, mm-hmm. especially if you're in the Phoenix area. Or um, if you uh, aren't, then there's online classes. Mm-hmm. All right. Both are valuable. In-person is better. So go to that website, and we hope to see you there.